Okay, this is the Awaken Tarot bonus content episode in which I will be fucking teaching nothing. Uh, listen. Fuck, I always start with listen, and I'm, all of you are already listening because that is the entire point of a podcast. It's a little redundant. Get the fuck out of my intro! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today with this bonus content is kind of fun because we are going to talk about something that I know fucking nothing about. Um, that's a lie. I know that my husband reads runes. I read tarot, he reads runes, and here's the difference. He has made an effort to learn tarot, and I have made exactly 0% effort ever to learn runes. Uh, so, you know, I talked about one point, there being bonus content in the not-so-so-distant future, and now we are there, and Gabe is going to be teaching me and you, listener, about runes. By teaching, maybe you interviewing me and me trying very hard to answer a question in full sentences. How the fuck am I supposed to interview about something I know nothing about? I don't know. Ask me questions. Stupid ones. Okay. And I'll answer them. I... Stupid. <laughs> I... Shit. You said stupid. There are no stupid questions because somebody on Instagram messaged me and they asked what... And this is not a stupid question. They asked me, they said, what kind of rooms does your husband read? And I said, I don't know. I thought there was one type of rune. I don't know about there being multiple branches of runes, but unch, right? Yeah. Is that a rune joke? Kind of. Shit. Okay, Gabe, what the <laughs> fuck are runes? <laughs> um, runes are symbols carved into any natural material stone wood you can make them on paper it doesn't really matter um there are there are different alphabets and so perhaps what you were being asked was which which alphabet does he use or what Pause. are they made out of is this because there are different runes in different languages or is this the same culture that has 14 different alphabets it's the same culture that has... Stop it. Close it all off now. This is too <laughs> confusing for me. There there are runes. There, there are witches' runes. There are... Give me. <laughs> um, uh, there's, there's alchemical runes. There, there's lots of different types of runes. And I think rune... There's that one with the circle with the little dot in the middle that Ian thought was a boob. It looks just like a boob, but it's a sun. Yeah. Is that a rune or is that a symbol? That is, I think, a witch's rune. It can also it's be a symbol. It's the elemental symbol of the sun. It's also that, which sun makes boob. it an alchemical symbol. There, the runes, like one of the main runes in the Elder Futark, which is the most common set of Viking runes that typically people use for So would divination. that have been the correct answer to Rachel's question? Uh, yes. I, I read um, Elder Futark Viking runes, um, which is very common. And I read them on wood. I found a branch, I cut them up, and I put them Can you tell them. people, one, where you found the branch? And can you tell people, two, what you had to do to get that branch home? Ah, right. Um, I forgot about this story. I was on a jog in... A yog! A yog. In Shelby Park. It's a, it's a park in Nashville. Um, Shelby Bottoms is kind of a nature walk and bike trail, and I was jogging down there, and I I ran into this little clearing in the woods, and I saw the stick, and I was like, I like the stick, it's pretty cool. I, I could I could make some runes out of it. I was kind of in the in the market for a, a good stick. Um, typically, 
when you make I was in the market for a good stick, <laughs> so is our dog. <laughs> yes, uh, we have that in common all the time. Uh, typically, a runes are made from a fruit-bearing tree, and that is because they they have energy. Buddy, you fucked up. Well, I know, but <laughs> there was it was a great stick, and it doesn't really matter. Like I said, you can make that them on right anything. there is a great stick. <laughs> I just liked it, and I was making my first set. I'll, I'll make some again out of something exotic someday, probably. <laughs> Tell so more I, about I, the stick. <laughs> right, I, I grabbed the stick, and I went the rest of my jog with a stick, trying not to poke myself in the eye. But wouldn't that have made it more Norse? If you had poked one eye <laughs> with a stick? Are you referring to the fact that Odin has one eye? Yes. Yeah. That's actually very relevant because the whole idea behind the, how the runes were discovered was that Odin... I don't think that's when he lost his eye. I'm a little fuzzy on the mythology, but... Currency. <laughs> <laughs> to read runes, you must give up exactly one eye. <laughs> well, no. I don't want to read exactly. them, Gabe. <laughs> I like having two. Right, right. You can only have one eye. You're not a real rune reader unless you can... <laughs> You, if you are like people with glasses or contacts more prone to reading runes because technically they only use like half their vision that might be a thing they you uh, sound <laughs> uncertain <laughs> i don't think it's a thing <laughs> okay so gabe let's get down to 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 brass tacks here how the fudge i say fuck way too much how i'm gonna try to make a change right now 15 fucks in um how the fudge do you even start reading runes that's a good question and i i think the answer is it's and i was thinking about this the other day it's not exactly the same as tarot i, I guess a, lo a lot of the audience here are tarot readers so i can do like a, a quick little comparison so one of the main differences between tarot and runes is that it's really hard, and I know this goes against everything that your show is about, but it's really hard to just look at a rune and come up with something to say about it. Like, that is a lie, because I have seen one that looks exactly like a bra. And every time I see it, I say, that's the bra rune. And you say, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, because that rune actually means man. Not that men can't wear bras, but... Where are you going with this, sexist? I guess to make it look like a bra, it has to be in reverse, so maybe that's correct. You just cracked a code in the runes. This is like the last time I ever try to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's good though, because runes are kind of a code, right? I guess you could say that. Um, there, there's a lot of talk in the rune forum i'm in a couple rune forums because i'm a Nerd. nerdy yeah whatever um, <laughs> do you know how many tarot forums i'm in zero zero dang it i just wanted to know more and i didn't have anybody to talk to about them sometimes and it was so i had to find information that i was hungry for um but in this forum there is talk about how the runes are an age-old secret and to unlock the box, you must unlock this box, and before you can unlock this box, you have to stab yourself in the eye, and all that stuff. And it's 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 kind of overplayed as a as a secret because it's really just an alphabet, and if you can learn the alphabet, 
then you okay, can but earlier you said there were 14 alphabets. And the last I checked, Sesame Street went over... That's a lie. They go over two. They quite often teach Spanish. Hmm. That's interesting. I have not seen Sesame Street, I think, ever. I don't even think I watched it as a child. That is unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying... You're not good at riffing. <laughs> no. Before this tangent, you were talking about how you there's an alphabet, and I asked you about codes, and you were saying... Basically, that's that's what they're used for. The letters have have meanings behind them. Like, for example, there is one that looks like an X, and it is, it is called Gabo. <laughs> I like that one because it resembles my name a little bit. It also represents the letter G, so the X is a G, and it actually means, in very short, gift or transaction. And then there's, there's a lot more that goes into that, but I, I guess one of the other main differences between runes and tarot is that there's no real minor arcana. Everything is is very major arcana all the time. That's interesting. And here's a question, and this just kind of popped into my head. With tarot, you can often use it for divination. Um, kind of telling the future, what's to come, past, present, future. Um, and also kind of giving insight as to how a future um, situation will present itself. In regards to runes, what exactly are they used for in regards for divination? Um, can you tell the future with them? Is it more about like self-analysis, like tarot can also be used for? That's a good question because... I yes. know. Because <laughs> <laughs> you ask those. That's why you have podcasts. Um, and you have 17 long silences. <laughs> right. They will be edited out. Do not worry, folks. <laughs> um, you can use them for divination. That is their primary use and what most modern rune masters, which is what someone who reads rune is, runes is called. <laughs> okay. D&D. <laughs> yeah, D &D. yeah it, it, get, it goes there. Um I'm not quite there. I, I am I'm more of an intermediate. I have not dedicated my life to the runes, which some people do. It, it can be very a very religious thing. Um, but yes, you use them for divination. You can use them with a past, present, future. You can do spreads. You can do that sort of thing. Again, there's only 24 of them, so the spreads are a lot smaller than some of the ones that you can do in tarot. The other things that you can do with it, however, are... Lincoln Logs? Yes, you can... Build little houses. Yay! <laughs> um, bind runes are something else that you can do, which is really what interested me a lot in them. Kind of a creative aspect. And bind runes you make out of different runes. Right. Didn't you make me a bind rune once? When you first started doing runes, you cut off this piece of wood and you carved it, this, this design in, and you painted it red, and you gave it to me, and you're like, this is for you. And it's, it, it's for your anxiety. It's supposed to help you think clearly and soundly. And I was like, oh my God, Gabe, thanks. And the next day at work, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, this looks so fucking familiar to me. So I, I look at the rune and I'm kind of rolling it in my hands. And, and then I stop and I look closer at the rune and I go, 
this is the Bluetooth symbol. This is the fucking symbol for Bluetooth. <laughs> you had, you had created this bind rune that was literally the little, if you like look on your iPhone and you flip up, he literally made me the Bluetooth symbol. Wherever as a you go, you are connected. Wherever you You're go. Welcome, thanks to this piece of wood that I made. <laughs> I still have it somewhere and I'm just like, I can't take it seriously. Yeah, it, at the, it was an accident at the time, honestly. Like, I was just combining runes and there's a few that I was looking up and and I was trying to I was trying to make one that, that might help. I was very novice diving into bind runes and I accidentally stumbled there's upon There's a picture on my Instagram somewhere of me being like, when you realize this rune you're holding is Bluetooth. <laughs> Uh, Bluetooth yeah. capable. Uh huh. And and there's actually there was an article that I read at one point where the Bluetooth symbol came from runes, and somebody made this <laughs> backwards argument about how the how the Bluetooth symbol came to be, and it was it was just funny. That's funny. I want to talk to you about something because we would remiss, and it's really important that when you're talking about tools for divination, you also talk about some of their seedier aspects. It is. <clears throat> Is it true that runes were used by the Nazis? And there is kind of this weird um, dealing in the rune community about kind of taking that back. And also the fact that um, Suelu, correct? Which is the sun. Um, which you often pick for me, right? Pull for me. Was used to make the swastika. Can you talk about how people in the runic community deal with that? Or how they deal now with the fact that the Nazis took this because the sun is a happy rune, right? Ish. It's like mm -hmm. a happier rune. How people in that community deal with that, how you deal with that when making bind runes. Like, I don't know the whole conversation there, but I do know that like, it's really important to recognize how a certain practice was. Right. Um, well, I, I guess to start the, the swastika, which is what you're talking about is called the sun wheel. And it is, it, bad news bears. Originally, no. It was used, I mean, many times. This it's, is b before the Nazis. Before the Nazis, it was before the Nazis. It was used as um, just a symbol for luck. Right, really but people don't use this swastika Abs anymore. Absolutely not. Um, it is. It has been tainted over the years. Kind of one of the ideas behind the runes is that over time, over the ages, the runes were created so long ago that many eyes were given up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many eyes were lost. I I. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, you're too funny for me. I have been killing him. I wish you knew the amount of times he has laughed. He looked at me earlier and he goes, you're like actually funny today. And I was like, what? <laughs> actually. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Totally kidding. I, I, get back. She, she just glared at me. <laughs> um, so where was it? So, so many eyes were lost. <laughs> and, um... Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't go so far, man. I can't get I, back. I just don't understand. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's no secret that um, Hitler was into the occult, which involved supposedly much more than just runes. Um, and I guess the, the official stance of the runic community, if you want to call them that, which are really just... Scandinavian peoples and people who read into it um, is that the swastika or the sun wheel is 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 a no no. You don't you don't go there anymore. Over the years, part of the reason why runes 
supposedly and um, magically hold power is that these symbols are so timeless and used so often, so often for the same things. Like you can see in in trees, in architecture, they're they're very generic, and so over time those gather energy. And the official stance of the runic community is that they denounce the swastika. Right, that's it has, good. It has it has gathered too much n negative energy. You, it's it was just it was ruined. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ending. I got one. <laughs> I got a pun. <laughs> no more swastikas. Can't use that. There are a lot of things that look like swastikas. You pretty much avoid anything that might resemble that. Um, <laughs> but runes can still are still kind of scary to people because of stuff like that. Like a lot of them are symmetrical wheels, squares, things like that, with lots of lines going in and out of them, and they look a lot like what a swastika was born out of. You know, if for me, at least, like, a big reason that, like, I don't get into runes is because of that. Like, I just kind of have this, um, and which is interesting because I tell people all the time about tarot. Like, tarot is not icky. It is definitely a tool, especially even for self-analysis. But runes kind of give me that icky feeling a little bit. And mm -hmm. <clears throat> for me personally, like, you using them, like, you've, like, I've pulled them with you. But to learn them myself, it's almost like I have that disconnect there because I don't know how to separate what some people used them for in regards to, like, Nazi Germany, it, you know, and then compare that to now. And I know a lot of people who read runes, and they read them beautifully, you included. I don't, you know, what would you say to people that have that same kind of, like, oh, I don't know, because somebody really bad used these? Yeah, um, I think in my experience, runes are a very community-based um, piece of lore, um, where it's it's so dependent on on what's happened in the past and what people have used them in the past. I mean, there's rune stones in Sweden and in museums with ancient carvings of how these things were used, and some of them are used to used for curses to whoever disturbs this um, will get the plague or you know stuff like that. Or great, great endorsement. <laughs> right, <laughs> the um, runes are endorsed by plague. But that, I mean, not exactly, but that's how... Did I just kill it again? Yes! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teaching Gabriel improv. <laughs> um, you killed my joke like the plague. <laughs> that's <Ooh>. funny. <laughs> but I think looking past all of that, the, the runes are rooted in grounding energy. They're very earthly. A lot of the runes mean... Don't they all come from a tree of life? Like, actually, isn't that, like, the his, like the lore of runes? Is that they all are, like, different? They're related to the tree? Am I making shit up? Because this, this kind of ties into the Hanged Man a little bit, right? Um, the Hanged Man is just a representation of Odin hanging from the Tree of Life, which was a yew tree. Um, where a he, me tree? <laughs> a yew. Y-E-W. But, yes. I joke, it bleeds. <laughs> 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 can't hang with you today. Um, Odin hung himself from a tree by one of his feet and stabbed himself through the gut you with a spear. You can't hang with me today. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, folks, we're not usually this funny. I am. <laughs> yes, he hung himself from the tree for nine days and bled out, and afterwards he was gifted the discovery of the runes. And only with putting himself through that trauma was he able to find them. 
Do you think if he hung longer than nine days, he would have gotten more than 24 rooms, or do you think he just called it quits at 24? That's possible. Okay. So, okay, so we talked about, so, so in reference, because I know that you always like when I pull the hangman, and actually I pull the hangman in regards to, like, your practice with spirituality a lot, um, because it is kind of this nod to Odin, as you said, Um, but it's also kind of this nod to um, acceptance and surrender, and runes are really kind of that you know, like, that's kind of the antithesis of what you're using with runes. You kind of have to surrender to them before you put your hand in. Because you kind of have to, right? Is that, or am I just, like... No, that's exactly right. Fishing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's perfectly right. Um, one of the I reasons can read runes. Why, one of the reasons why you make your own runes is because you're supposed to do it by hand, and you're supposed to take the time, and you're supposed to cut them individually, and then carve them by hand individually, and not everybody Jesus Christ, that. that's so difficult. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the... It's the process, and it's you hanging figuratively, figuratively from the tree and stabbing yourself with a with a spear, and going through that process is important to make your own runes. According to the legend, obviously you can buy them. I thought it would be more fun to make them because I like to make stuff, and that's kind of what drew me to them in the first place, I think, was the creative aspect. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, tell people... If they want to get started reading runes, what you recommend? What book? What books do you not recommend? And, you know, do, do you recommend they make their own? Or, like, do you recommend, like, is there a, 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 is there, like, a brand of runes you'd like to endorse? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would endorse the self-made runes eventually. I know that that's not always where you would start with something like that. But ideally, it would be a great place to start. Um, I think I have better books not to read than books to read. Well, why don't you tell people what you read in regards to runes for yourself? Well, it's just you and me here. I love my husband so much. I think he's so amazing and very funny. But don't tell him I said that. It's a secret between you and us. <clears throat> Welcome back. I've been just been sitting here quietly. <clears throat> so I think as far as books, I would recommend. I'm I'm not really an avid reader, and so I've only read really four four or so books, and the rest of it has actually been kind of online online PDFs that go through this forum. I'll tell you the name of the forum. It's Runes for Runesters. That's the That's a great name. It's kind of funny. I don't know. The the old dude who runs it just is he's just funny. He posts fun stuff and I think he lives I imagine that he lives somewhere in Scandinavia in a in a house that he made himself just piles of runes and crafty cool stuff everywhere. But anyway, um one book that I would really recommend just generally to get started and learn about, it's a lot of it is understanding the mythology and just learning some of the stories and how the runes tie into that. And from that, you can really start to understand the, the runes. And I think understanding the why of the runes is, is important more than actually memorizing the letters that they represent and all of the meanings, because a lot of what you're supposed to do is 
meditate on them and figure out what they mean to you, much like tarot. Um, but one of these books is just called Nordic Runes by Paul Reese Mountfort. It's just a good overview. It gives you a great understanding of like how to read, and it's a good reference for you to be on book for a while. Um, things I would not recommend are The Book of Runes by Ralph H. Bloom. It was actually the first book that I got. It's actually a funny story. I was Jacqueline and I were walking through an antique store, and she had mentioned to me, actually, she said, I think you would like runes. And I was like, I don't know. I, tarot wasn't really something that I grabbed onto initially when she started reading it, and we walked through this antique store, and there was an old copy of Rauch, Ralph... Rauch. <laughs> Rauch. Roach. Ralph H. Bloom's um, The Book of Runes, and I read it. I read the whole thing. I used the runes that it came with, and then I read another book, and it just... it negated almost every other thing in that book, and I love how the book is written in that Ralph secluded himself for years, according to what the book says, and came up with everything intuitively, which I think is really cool. But I think he ignored a lot of a lot of the actual history of the runes, which is important to know. Um, another book that I would not really recommend, and this is um, because of some rumored um, nationalism and um, kind of what we were talking about earlier with the swastika, he, this person just doesn't really subscribe to it, but he also doesn't denounce it, which I think is a problem. Um, and a lot of people in the community do. Um, his name, he goes by Edred Thorson, um, and he's got a bunch of books, one of which I read and learned a lot from, but I kind of, I kind of steer clear from it. I still keep it on the shelf, um, but it's called Futark, which is F-U-T-H-A-R-K, a handbook of rune, rune magic, um, by Edward Thorson. It goes very deep into it. It's where I, I learned how you can dedicate your life to rune magic, and it can it can be as um, in-depth as being a Catholic priest, really, if you wanted it to be like that, and I'm sure that's what he does, which is very fine for him. Okay. Thank you for saying that. I know that a lot of people um, that listen to this probably either are into runes or, you know, at least curious about them. And because it's so similar to tarot in regards to being another, you know, form of divination, uh, this was really fun yeah. and informative. 14 yeah. fucking alphabets. Yikes. <laughs> but great. So great. But yikes. <laughs> so great. Yes, there is a lot to learn um but if you like to read and you like mythology it's it's pretty fun yeah i think it's really interesting and i'm glad we did this um i'd like to have you on this bone uh, this bonus episode a bonus episode again i'd like to have you on because um you also were doing a lot of work with uh frequencies in regards to music in regards to chakra openings and i'd love to kind of pick your brain about that research someday and about what frequencies mean what and um maybe even have you play one for bluetooth clarity <laughs> <laughs> yes Yes. I got nothing. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. I guess it is then. Um, thank you so much for being on and take kind of taking this podcast and letting me practice my sweet, sweet jokes, Sonia, while you try very seriously to communicate about runes. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, let's peace out. Thanks, Gabriel. What about another episode featuring my husband? What about that nepotism? Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was super fun. Um, Gabriel and I recorded that a little bit ago, and uh, it was just a lot of fun to get to kind of talk about something that he does rather than just what I do. And also, um, you know, we had kind of a really sweet staycation this last week. I had like (laughs) my first break from work in the longest time, and he took a few days off to come be home with me and little um, in utero baby. So we kind of thought this would be a fun episode to put out this week. But as we all know, this is the part of the podcast where I come out and painstakingly slow teach you how to toast Pop-Tarts. Step one, buy Pop-Tarts. It's the collective reading. That's where we're at. The collective reading for the coming two weeks, because again, for the duration of the pregnancy, at least, uh, we're doing every other week for the podcast. The energy we're in is the emperor. This is number four. This is the fourth card of the major arcana. This is super appropriate because as we all know, this card has been going through in evolution and transformation and tarot for a long time. That patriarchy, that that system that feels oppressive, we've been learning to read this card in a new way about it being instead of oppression and uh, patriarchy and just kind of that black capitalism. Instead, we've been kind of learning how to rewire our brains to think about it in regards as to like stability and, you know, mountains and canyons and oceans, things that are permanent in there, like a, like a father that we're being held by or a, or a parent we're being held by sturdily. And this is important because coming into this next two weeks, we are seeing the actual evolutionary <laughs> fight between what is coming and what was. Uh, horrible things have been happening in Portland. The, the secret police that Trump set out um, to just kind of brutalize protesters. We are, we are actively watching a gross show of authoritarian power happening right now. And it's about to enter more of our cities. And we have to be willing to stand up to this oppression and this oppressive force of brutality that we already know is going to affect more often the black community and people of color um, than it is going to affect privileged white people. So we need to stand up and be willing to fight against that kind of oppression and brutality and be able to push forward to what the emperor wants to become. The emperor card, it wants to become stable. It wants to become community. It wants to become farms. It wants to become... um, it wants to become different than what we have made it be for so, so, so long. So with that in mind, this coming week, be <laughs> be like one of the moms and the dads with leaf blowers in, in Portland, leaf blowers in Portland. Stand up in front of people who need the protected the most. Be willing to fight for something you believe in because there are going to be other forces fighting against you. And, you know, this isn't just about Portland, though that is a huge, huge thing happening in the world right now, that also sinks into our daily lives as well. Like, let things change. Let a new permanent come and allow yourself to stand up and kind of enforce those boundaries and those, the permanency of new. Okay, that is the collective reading. I have a migraine and I'm going to go actually eat a Pop Tart. Have a great night. (laughs) 